Hey, this is David here. And Denise. Michael Martin, president of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, became ECFA's president in 2020. Both an attorney and a CPA, he had previously served on ECFA's staff for nine years and most recently as executive vice president. An accomplished communicator, Michael has written both scholarly and popular levels. His authorship is probably best known for the annual Zondervan Minister's Tax and Financial Guide and the Zondervan Church and Nonprofit Tax and Financial Guide, both of which he co-authored with the former ECFA president, Dan Busby. And that was beginning in uh, the 2013 editions. Michael is passionate about helping churches and Christ-centered ministries maintain high standards of financial integrity through ECFA membership, as well as through addressing legal and tax-related issues. He is a frequent speaker on ECFA's webinars, videos, and podcasts, as well as a regular contributor for ECFA's library of eBooks and other written publications. He has spoken at numerous conferences and workshops across the country and has served as a guest on webinars, videos, and podcasts for numerous Christ-centered ministries and churches. Michael lives in Winchester, Virginia with his wife and three daughters, and we are so glad to have him on the Blessing Broker podcast today where we encourage you to be the blessing and to B-L-E-S-S. Believe God in His promises, lift up others, equip others with godly resources, serve the poor, and send out others into a field ready for harvest. So put on your boots, strap in, and welcome Michael Martin. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. It's so nice to meet you. It's great to be with you, David and Denise. Thank you for the opportunity to share about ECFA. Yeah, and let's just jump right into that. Who is ECFA and why is it important for um, us to utilize ECFA services? Yeah, so I guess starting with even just the most basic, I don't want to assume that anybody uh, who might be listening would even uh, know what that acronym stands for, ECFA, (laughs) but it's the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. And we were founded back in 1979 by uh, Billy Graham and leaders from World Vision and other pioneers who really uh, took seriously the God-honoring uh, commitment of integrity and accountability in ministry. So we like to say, you know, that we are a ministry that helps connect generous hearts with trusted ministries. And so we could talk about ECFA and what that means from a giver's perspective, uh, but then also the ministries that are part of ECFA as well. But that's just a very quick background. Wow. Well, you mentioned Billy Graham. I grew up in Modesto, California, and a few years before I was born, Billy Graham came through with George Beverly Shea, Cliff Barrows, and a few others, and they saw the need for having integrity in their ministry. So when they were in Modesto, they sat down in a hotel room and pounded out what is now known as the Modesto Manifesto. <laughs> and, and basically, it's just about having trust and integrity in ministry and taking steps to make sure that there are safeguards and, and boundaries set up. Um, and so it's it's quite interesting to hear that ECFA was founded by Billy Graham and, and uh, other organizations that care about that, that stewardship. 
So um, that's exactly you, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about why um, why somebody who's just learning about ECFA why it's important to look at your services and the the uh, accountability that you give to other nonprofits and churches. Absolutely. And I was just going to tag on to David, to what you're sharing. It's amazing how, even though, uh, yeah, that Modesto manifesto, that movement, you know, is, uh, over, you know, several decades now, but so many of those principles are really just timeless and, uh, grateful that over these years, you know, ECFA again is, is over 40 years old now and over 2,600, uh, organizations now bear what we call the ECFA seal, that sign of integrity, uh, and accountability that they're displaying for their, for their donors on their website and other fundraising materials. But it's just been amazing that over these decades, God has only continued to grow ECFA and these standards are really timeless. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, coming back to, you know, you know, why would folks want to utilize the services or how is ECFA beneficial? I think, you know, for givers, there's really this, uh, this desire to be generous, but often there's this lingering question of, you know, who can you trust? And we want to be good stewards, but mm -hmm. that also yeah. in many ways involves being a wise giver and informed giver. And so we have several tools that are available out on our website to help givers in that way. Uh, one would be find a member. You can go out to ecfa.org and take a look at the entire list of all of the, like I mentioned, the over 2,600 organizations now yeah. that are accredited by ECFA. They're in all 50 states, lots of diversity within the ECFA membership, over <laughs> 70 different uh, ministry types. And what's amazing too, just in terms of impact is that um, not just for the sake of uh, integrity and accountability, but really what that means in carrying out the Great Commission, you know, over 2 billion people we estimate are reached globally as a result of uh, the family oh, of ministries that are part of ECFA, which is wow, incredible. Wow, that's a great reach. So, but then an, a couple of other tools that may be of interest is you can also go out on the website and see what are some of the recent membership changes. And we use that term accreditation and membership uh, synonymously. So uh, organizations that are accredited, we call our members as well. But you could go out and find a list of who are the new organizations that just earned the right to display um, mm. ECFA seal of integrity. You can look back at our charter members um, and then see those who've recently transitioned as well. Uh, another cool um, uh, tool that we're just relaunching actually is called Giver Connect. Mm. And that's actually uh, a platform where if you're a giver and there's either a ministry or a certain cause that you're passionate about, you can go out to uh, ecfa.org again and, and go to Giver Connect. Uh, type in that type of ministry that you're looking for. Maybe uh, you're responding to a recent, uh, maybe there's been a natural disaster, uh, something else that God has placed on your heart. You can do a keyword search and actually be connected with some of our ECFA accredited members that are doing work in that area. So that tool is called Giver Connect. And wow. for our listeners, if you do go to the Giver Connect on ECFA's website, let us know so that we can join you in prayer for those that you're choosing to partner with. Yeah. That is the best way that we can help broker the blessing and partner with you in, in what you're vetting and looking at through ECFA's great work. Michael, would you tell us a little bit about the seven, the seven standards of responsible stewardship? 
Yes, thank you. And thanks for making that connection too, because the ECFA accreditation, as we've talked about, uh, and, and earning that right to display the ECFA seal of integrity, it's based on uh, those seven standards of responsible stewardship. And we can walk through those quickly. Uh, but before we do, the other thing I would say is not even just uh, the standards that ECFA upholds that organizations are holding themselves, you know, voluntarily stepping up and saying that we're accountable. Uh, but another distinctive of ECFA as well as uh, the efforts that we have, we have a professional review team of CPAs, MBAs, and other professionals that are really working with our members to provide that accountability and that oversight. So it's not just the standards or the accreditation, but it's also the accountability that comes with that. Mm. Uh, we could talk about that more too, but just uh, on your question about what are those standards, it starts with number one, um, um, being solidly evangelical, uh, subscribing to an evangelical statement of faith, and operating in accordance mm -hmm. with biblical truths and practices. That's a, we've talked about who our founders were. I mean, that's just the core uh, of, of the mission and the work that we do at ECFA and something that's a, a distinctive for us. But then some other uh, principles and maybe a little more familiar that you would see uh, in other nonprofits as well. Uh, but uh, we always talk about standard number two, independent board governance, the importance of having that internal system of accountability and oversight uh, in the form of uh, responsible governance. Standard three is sound financial management and requiring the interaction of the ministries each year with an outside independent CPA on their financial statements. And what that engagement looks like depends on the size. You know, for the largest uh, organizations, it would be an annual audit. For smaller organizations, maybe another interaction that's more appropriate, like a review mm -hmm. based on their budget. But also responsible use of resources, uh, appropriate transparency is standard number five. Standard six is integrity and compensation setting and conflicts of interest. And then lastly, you know, standard seven is is everything around that header of fundraising or God honoring stewardship. So mm. those are the standards that we're looking for uh, in the ministries that we accredit. And by the way, uh, it's also a pass fail approach. So an organization would have to meet all of those seven standards or be committed to them all the time in order to uh, maintain their ECFA accreditation. Wow. Great. That's awesome. Michael, you recently put out a message regarding that seventh standard of putting the, the giver before the gift. And we'd like to share that with our audience right now. Welcome to this edition of the ECFA Standards Simplified. ECFA Standards drawn from scripture are a guide to help your church or nonprofit demonstrate integrity, accountability, and excellence. Following these high standards not only brings glory to God, it also enhances trust with givers. So let's focus today on the importance of acting in the best interest of givers when raising resources, always remembering that the giver is more important than the gift. This topic is covered in ECFA Standard 7.4. When a church or ministry aligns its stewardship activities with biblical principles, it will naturally act in the best interest of its givers. Understanding a giver's specific circumstances when accepting a gift is a very important responsibility. In fact, this responsibility rises in proportion to the level of personal contact with a giver and the size or complexity of the gift. To that end, we must remember these things. 
When an organization is communicating with a giver about a major gift, it's important to guide and advise the giver to adequately consider the giver's best interests. An organization should make every effort to avoid knowingly accepting a gift from or entering a contract with a giver that would place a hardship on the giver or place the giver's future well-being in jeopardy. This does not mean that an organization raising support must scrutinize every contribution it receives to determine whether the giver is financially able to give without incurring some kind of present or future hardship. But it does mean that in all of its resource raising activities, the organization will act with integrity and honesty and will avoid manipulating potential givers by false or misleading statements. Some practical factors to be considered when accepting gifts include legal capacity, age, needs of dependents, health or potential health risks, income level, and available assets. Here's the bottom line. Both those who seek funds and those who give are God's servants and stewards. Respect for a giver's specific circumstances is an important way that organizations look not only to their own interests, but also to the interests of others. And again, this respect emphasizes that the giver is more important than the gift. We hope this short video has been helpful in better understanding the importance of acting in the best interest of givers. You can visit the link on your screen to learn more about ECFA's integrity standards and helpful resources. I would also love to hear from you with your questions about ECFA and how these standards can be applied to your ministry. You can reach out to me anytime at president at ecfa.org. Wow, Michael, that's, that is such a great message. And um, we really appreciate getting these messages from you, your involvement on the podcast and, and getting in front of the camera and sharing so well what ECFA is doing and what the resources are there. And uh, we would like our audience to go check out ecfa.org. And um, if you have any questions, I can testify that their customer service and their member um, services are very quick to respond on the phone. Their contact information, email, and phone number is on their website at ecfa.org. Michael Martin, hey, we want to thank you so much for your time today, and uh, God bless you and the great work you guys are doing. Thank you. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to share. And thank you for the important role that you're playing in ministry as well. We're privileged to work with you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michael. Hey, we really appreciate your time. Yeah. God bless All you right. and your family. You too. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Denise here. We are so appreciative that you spent time with us today. Proverbs 11.25 says, a soul who blesses will prosper and one who gives water will themselves be satisfied. So we've built a lot of resources on blessingbroker.com to help you be the blessing. We also invite you to engage with us on our social media through Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And now we're on all of your popular podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple. We look forward to reporting again soon, but until then, go out and be the blessing today.